0: Welcome to the Get Real Podcast, your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real.
1: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Get Real podcast. I'm Angela Thomas, and I'm here with Ron Phillips. Hey, Ron. You are. Hey, and today we have a really special guest we're excited about. We've been we've actually been uh, prepping everyone for this. You know, we keep saying we're going to do this show. So, Ron, take it away.
0: We keep teasing about this uh, <laughs> this this guest, and uh, you know, he's actually he's actually here. I convinced him to come uh, on the show.
1: Finally. So- Yes. So
0: with us today is my good buddy, Sean McCloskey, who is not only my good buddy, but he is also uh, my personal and business coach. And in addition to that, he runs Leadership Boardroom, of which I am also a member, and uh, probably the finest speaker training if you want to learn how to speak and make money from the front of the room. Nobody better in the country than Sean McCloskey puts on a uh, speaker training workshop, which I have also attended. It, it is phenomenal. Welcome, Sean McCloskey.
1: Yeah. Hey, Sean.
2: <laughs> hey, what's happening? Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, we're so glad you're here. So we're going to, I know this is probably going to be two episodes. We're going to get really you know, into the details of what you do, um, but can you... I mean, I I know you professionally, but I would love to little know a little bit more about you personally, if you don't mind, like taking us back. Where'd you grow up? What'd your parents do? Give us give us your history uh, here. Don't, don't go
2: too well. Long. I, I was born <laughs> on a small farm in 19. No, just
1: sorry. Wait, wait, I, uh, really? Oh, cool. I, no, <laughs> no,
2: that's true. No, okay. uh, no, you know, I mean, I'm just a pretty regular guy. I I uh, I, I grew up wanting to take the world on fire and uh, started out in the corporate world, uh, found out real quick that that's a tough gig because I worked my way up the top of the corporate ladder uh, only to find out that the top involves working a whole lot more hours, giving yes. uh, up even more, oh, yeah. people, you know, and, uh, and doing it for a company that eventually seven years after I worked my butt off for this company, they downsized all of my departments. And then I was the last person to get downsized. So, Oh my gosh. I
1: Only really
2: is uh, climbing up the corporate ladder kind of a, uh, at least it's not a way that I wanted to go. It also wasn't the job security that I thought I was looking for in the first place anyway. So yep. since then started my own uh, number of businesses over the years. Some of them worked really well. Some of them not so much. And so today I help a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, speakers, national speakers, uh, national coaches, people who are in leadership positions. I help them get their life together so they can have a great life and business instead of just a great business, which most, most business owners can pull that off. Very few of them pull off a great business and a great life at the same time. And so that I show people how to have both now. And, uh, I get to do what I love to do. I love it. And I get to work with people like Ron. And, and uh, you know, I know we don't have a whole lot of experience back and forth, but I know you and Ron are yeah. have- years, so.
1: Well, Ron likes me, so I must be okay, you know, right? (laughs) Cool.
2: I you've seen some changes in Ron over the last few years, because he's, as a result of what we'll talk about today, he's made some pretty significant changes in his life, and and it shows. I mean, even right now, where Ron lives is a result of some of this process that I'll try to take you through as fast as we can today.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I have seen a lot of changes in him, but, you know, sometimes he's harder to get a hold of, and I have you to blame for that. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so oh, thanks a lot, you know. Oh, oh. I'm just kidding. No, that's that's great. Yeah, that's a good thing. So, um,
0: so we we've, we've seen several times Angela um, we talked a little about I I've, I've talked a little bit about this but but seriously this is one of the biggest game changing moments um, in my life was when I heard um, the message that Sean's going to share with us today. And so if I hope everybody, man, don't put this on two times speed today. You're going to want to, you're going to list this at regular speed and you're going to want to really absorb this, especially if you're one of those business owners out there who can't get out of your own way and can't figure out why the hell you, you still have no life, right? If that's you, because that was me, if that's you, um, then, then start to listen up as Sean shares a little bit, a little bit more about this. Um,
1: okay. Any more of the story that you want to share about like, was there pain behind this, why you got into this in the first place? I mean, yeah. you shared your corporate story, but.
2: Yeah, I mean, was, that's why I got out of corporate. But when I, I started getting into real estate, flipping houses in 2003, and uh, within a few years, I had flipped about 300 houses. Um, I was learning from mm-hmm. guys and, and girls who knew how to build a business and who knew how to make money. But unfortunately, one of the guys I was learning from, his name's Chris Kirchner. Uh, he no longer speaks today, but he was uh, one of the biggest gurus back in the day. And I, he was one of my mentors. And when I learned from him, I learned how to run a business, but years later, um, I found out Chris had made about $950,000 in a day, which would seem like a great day, right?
1: Yeah, and it's a great day.
2: It was also, he explained to me as the worst day of his life because that was the day uh, a number of things happened. He made 940, 940 or 950 grand in a day, same day that his wife called and said, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be with you anymore. I haven't seen you in uh, week. You don't hang out with me anymore," his son said. "Dad, I don't even know know who you are. I don't want you to be my father." Oh my gosh! Um, He realized that day that he hadn't had a day off in seven months, and he realized that he had basically traded all of those things he said were important to him for this business that he thought he was building to help his family. Right, and so in the process of building this thing, he lost his family. And so now I I, hadn't—I learned this after I was starting to experience the same thing. I started uh, the, the real estate business in 2003, and in 2007, I started coaching. In 2007, I brought on just a handful of my, my very first students. I was going to show them the, the business ropes here, and my number one student went out, first year in business, made $500,000 his first year in business, wow. which was more than I made my first year in business, right? So yeah. I'm really excited about this, but the second year in business, he also got a divorce. Uh. I like, Dang it, man. I, I'm starting to see this pattern. Where And by the way, I was teaching him how to run a business that I knew how to run, which involved working 80 hours a week, and that's what I learned from Chris Kirshner, and so here we are passing this down through all these different people. My desire is to teach and impact and make a difference, and I'm making a difference in a positive way financially and in a negative way everywhere else.
1: Yeah, wow.
2: I realize I'm like, I can't teach this crap anymore if it's just going to ruin people's lives. I'm teaching people how to do what I was taught, which is to how to have a great business and no life. And you know, I, where can I find people that have both? And so it's right? been a journey ever since then to figure out what does it mean to have a great life and business at the same time? If you have one without the other, you're, it's still failure in my opinion. So awesome. this is so prevalent right now, Sean
0: yes. and Angela and I have talked about this on the show and offline. You, you, you and I both know I, I get pissed about this There's so much that's online right now about, Hustle, grind, hustle, grind, you know, 365. If you're not answering, I saw a freaking post the other day, Sean. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Some dude was like, hey, I have the best wife because you know how I know? Because she let me take one of the seller calls while we were at dinner. And I thought, you? I was <laughs> about ready to get an explicit well, I was going to get a little E right next to it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she may let you, but do you think she wants you to? Yeah. If you think she wants you to, you are you are high. You've lost your mind.
2: Yeah, yeah there, there's a difference between tolerance and something being your actual vision of what you want in life. And so, and so, you know, my wife tolerated me, too. I used to do the same thing. We'd be at dinner, and I, I would, since I didn't have my own life vision figured out I didn't I didn't know what I wanted out of my life I thought well the more I provide in my business the more that'll help my life and then you know the more my business makes someday I will have a great life so I would do the same thing I would take calls I I would take all my calls to my cell phone from live seller calls and I'd be out to dinner with my wife and I would have two choices either I would answer the phone in which case my average live seller call took me 18 minutes to get through 18 minutes I've timed these over the years 18 minutes my wife is now sitting there at dinner with me for 18 minutes straight, you know, doing nothing while I'm taking the business call. And she was tolerant of it. So I <laughs> thought, well, great wife, same thing.
1: Yeah. Well, option
2: number two was don't take the call and then have it go to voicemail and then have me sit there and think about the money that I'm wasting on this marketing. Yep. And then I'll leave a voicemail by tomorrow. Is the deal going to still be there? or Did somebody else answer the call? So I'm sitting here screwed either way right? I've got, and by the way, I'm screwing the way because my business was designed this way. It was designed to make money, not to have a life. And yeah, so, you when
1: I know, I know. Hey, real quick, Sean, I, I, uh, mine's not even from my own business. Mine's back in the corporate world because I started in the corporate world like you with Abercrombie and Fitch. I was a district manager. And I just want to say really fast, I missed my grandpa's funeral, And my best friend's wedding, where I was supposed to be a bridesmaid and sing, actually. Because emergencies came up at the last second, and you're expected to commit your entire life, right? Um, And it's the same thing with your own business. You have that mentality that this is all that matters, and I'll worry about that stuff later. But, I mean, I I didn't, you know, lose all my family. They still love me, supposedly, but, but, like man, it's, it's, it's really bad. So I know how important this is too, even though, you know, it's not exactly the same experience, but yeah, that's, that's no way to live, man. I wish now that I'm not working there anymore. I'm like, why the hell did I do that? Like that wasn't more important. Who cares if I lost that job? I ended up quitting anyway, you know? So I mean, it applies to everyone. It's really huge for business owners, but anyone in a, you know, regular job or corporate world uh, needs to get this figured out too you know
2: absolutely I mean this stuff applies to everybody it's yeah like, I can I can hear you sharing that story and you have a smile on your face now but I can sense still no
1: a, it it hurts it, it doesn't it hurts. I'm smiling because I'm uncomfortable with the emotion okay <laughs>
2: no, I, I get it I get it I, I know I, I but I, and I sense the pain behind the smile and I say that because those little moments of pain are triggers for us to say something's got to change you can either yeah the same thing my My heart goes out to my brother because he's, man, he's just, Ron, you know my brother. He's such an awesome, actually, Angela, you know him too. Such an awesome guy. But when my father passed away, he wasn't able to be there. He was in the jewelry business back then. And my father passed away on Christmas Eve. When you're in retail jewelry business. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you you miss Christmas.
2: Christmas Eve. You don't do anything else for Christmas. And what finally got him to quit was having enough pain associated with that where he's like, look, I am no longer going to give up my family for Christmas every single year like I've done for the last 10 years so that I can do well in business, I'm going to get some different priorities. And now his priorities are different. His life looks totally different. But it starts with you creating this thing called vision and figuring out what are your priorities going to be? Because if you don't do this, here's what will happen. You don't have a vision for what you want your life to look like. Somebody else will give you theirs, right? It'll be your customers. It'll be your boss. It'll be maybe your parents. You know, I, I mean, here, okay. I've coached so many people over the years that are doing a, a a business or earning a living in a field that they never wanted to do, but their parents said they should do it. <laughs> right? Oh,
1: that right. sucks. Uh, yeah. So
2: expectations of other people around you are really, really big. And I don't think people put enough weight on this. So if I work for a guy or a girl who thinks that the way to get into head life is to work 80 hours a week, and I spend the majority of my time around this person it's just a matter of time before their vision is going to infiltrate mine if mine isn't strong enough. 100% so we have to, we have to, especially, Ron, you just said with all the content out there today, if I look at some of these national gurus out there who are preaching that you know, you're worthless unless you're grinding every single day and putting everything else second place to your business, if that message is in front of me enough and I view that as what it takes to be successful, pretty soon my own view of what it takes to be successful is going to be trumped by theirs, you
1: know,
2: you have to do this process. Wow. Absolutely.
1: That's you have powerful. To. Yep.
0: <laughs> and Amen. If for nothing else, if for nothing else to, uh, to save, save families and save your sanity. How many people, how many people do we know, Sean, in the business world who hate their business, not because, not because their business is bad, not because it doesn't make money, but because they, they literally are a slave to it where if they could free themselves from being a slave and keep the business, they probably would love it. Yeah. Because they love the people. They love what they do. They just don't love doing it all the time. And then there's another set of people out there, Sean, who, have, can e- either they do love it or they've convinced themselves that they love it so much I was just talking to a guy the other day and he's like well you're asking me what I like to do but I like to do business that's what I like to do I'm like yeah but other than business like, like what does your wife like to do yeah we both like to do business I'm like
1: oh, but business, okay alright
0: like, we really like business um, and people are laughing right now but Sean how many people do we know that are like that well,
2: I mean, I coach them. That's that's typically who I end up working with. I mean, I mean, here I'll give you two examples. One, Ron, you're one of them. Uh, um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait!
1: Everybody,
2: yeah. I don't have this problem, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, uh, there's a guy that I uh, started coaching years ago. His name's Jason Roberts. He's uh, speaking around the country now today. But when Jason first came to me, he was just out of a failed mortgage business, and the mortgage business. I, I mean, he was making. I don't know how many millions and millions of dollars of loans in a month he was doing, but let's just say he was doing really, really, really well. He had about 80 employees on staff. Uh, but then, you know, the the crash of 2007, 2008 happened overnight. You couldn't do mortgages the same. And over the next three years, all of his cash reserves were bled dry by him wanting to, you know, continue to provide for his staff and all this stuff. And finally uh, he, his business completely imploded from the inside out. And he's literally left with nothing. No home, no car. And this is a guy who was making millions of dollars a month. And he now has no home. Uh, the home was repossessed. The car was repossessed. He's got no place to live. Uh, he's going through a divorce like office. Oh, every, every worst picture you can paint. And then I meet the guy, right? And he, we start going through this this uh, vision creation process together. And I said, you know, tell me what you like to do and he goes, well, I love to run my business. I said, okay, well, let's pretend you can't do business for a second. What else do you like to do? And he didn't have an answer. And I said, well, like what did you used to do before you built your business? And he goes, I don't know. I've been doing this for so long. Like this is what I do. But he goes, you don't understand. I really, really love it. And here's what he didn't understand. He loved it, which is great. You should love your business. But he had been doing it at that capacity for so long that he knew no different. So when I asked him, I said, I had to really get back. I said, what did you used to like to do when you were a kid? <laughs> wow. To ask a grown freaking man what he likes to do when he was a kid. Right. Well, I had to go back that far with him to get him to identify anything. I said, is there anything you've ever wanted to do that maybe sounded cool, but it was just pie in the sky or it seemed like a waste of time? And he threw out a couple of things. He said, man, I'd love to learn how to fly a helicopter. I said, okay, now we're getting somewhere. That's Wait. cool. I said mm-hmm. anything else, and he goes. Uh, he goes, man. I've always wanted to take singing lessons.
1: <laughs> That's go, oh, awesome. Hey, that I do that. Cool. I got one after this. That's great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you ever met him? You're like really singer because he's not. Yep. That but he's like, look, I sing in the shower by myself. That's all I do. But I, I'd love to just take some
1: lessons. <laughs> but it's amazing, Sean. You should hear me. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> With the echo in the bathroom. I know it's gorgeous. <laughs> oh, i Sing in the shower for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But the crazy thing is, is so now it took me going through this process with him for a year and finally about a year, year and a half later, he finally approached me one day and he goes, you know what, I was so busy working the business for so long that I genuinely, when I told you I just just love the business, I meant it I, I, but I meant it because I forgot about anything else that I used to enjoy because I was yep. so focused on the business and when the business went away, he goes, to be honest with you, I didn't know who I was anymore. Like. When you said, because he said, you asked me a question, what would I do if my business was gone tomorrow, which at the time it was, his answer was, I'd go start a new business. And I said, you're not getting this, dude. Like, you can't do a business. Let's just pretend like all your financial needs are met. You got everything figured out. Then what would you do? He's like, I don't know. And so, you know, we did this with uh, Ron and I went through this process also. And I said the same thing to Ron. I said, Ron, and by the way, when Ron came to me the first time, his problem was similar but different in the sense that he goes, look, my business is finally to a point. I worked my whole life to get my business to a point where I don't have to be there every day and now I don't have to be there every day and now I have no clue what I want to do with my time. Like, I have the time and yet so much of Ron's identity was built up into the business. It's like when that goes away for a second, who the heck is Ron
0: Phillips, you know? There's a big identity crisis and I think people don't realize this, but business owners, business owners um they do go through this at some point and I don't know if you remember this Sean but it's funny because I was at your I was at your three-day event where you were teaching this for three days right mm-hmm. or maybe it was two I don't remember three. and I'm so I'm in a group of maybe there's 50 people or 100 people there I can't remember this is a big group right and I'm sitting there and we've got our workbooks I'm going through this thing you know Sean's telling all these stories and then he'd stop and he'd give us an assignment, right? One of the assignments was to just start writing all the things that you want. And, uh, And everybody like starts feverishly writing, you know, everybody's super excited. I'm sitting there going, what the hell do I want? (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I remember getting out of my chair. I don't remember if you remember this, or, uh, Sean, or not, but I got out of my chair, and I went to the front of the room. I like Sean, I don't know what to put on my paper. I felt like such a failure as a student. I'm like, I literally don't know what to put on my paper here. Have you ever seen that before? And so I was like, yeah, I've,
2: I've seen that before. <laughs> Uh, and I me that through? so much, by the way.
0: <laughs> the reason I remember
2: it so much is because you walked up to me and you go, "Hey, man! Like I had just given the assignment out like two minutes earlier, right? And everybody in the room's doing their doing their assignment. And Ron walked up and he goes, "Hey, man! I don't know how to tell you, <laughs> I'm, I'm done." And I go, "You're done? It's been like two minutes. You wrote down everything you want in life." And he goes, "Well, not exactly that, but I'm done." He showed me the workbook, and there was like one word he'd wrote down. <laughs> was, like, nothing else. The whole thing was blank, and I was like, "Okay, we we got some more."
1: Oh my god. I
2: actually actually had to fly out
0: and spend a day with Sean for him to yank all of this out of me um, because it was so difficult for me. It had been so long, you know, uh, that I forgot that I just genuinely like going on a walk in the morning with my wife, like simple, ridiculous things like that. Because some of the people out there listening, Sean, they don't own businesses. They don't make millions of dollars. They're not like Jason Roberts. They're, they are they don't have all of that. So the, the, I know like 80% of the room is writing down all of the cool toys and the things that they want. There's a place you get in business, though. Some of the people who are listening to this podcast right now, they're going, I, I can buy any toy I want. Well, within reason, right? I mean, I'm not getting the, you know, I'm not getting a Yacht,
1: story. come on. <laughs> but,
0: Within reason, I can buy pretty much whatever I want. Yeah. So it isn't about that now. So what is it about? Because that's what it used to be about. Uh, it's not about that anymore, right? It's and it's a crazy thing to watch the dynamic in a room, uh, and it's got to be even it's got to be even more fun for you to watch a room do that, right? Just,
2: I mean, it was crazy. Well, and what's really cool too is to have the room that hasn't arrived at that point where you were at at that point here that you're struggling with the exact opposite of what they're struggling with, even though it's the same family of things. It's like, they're sitting here going, Oh man, I want all these things, but I just, I don't have the money for it. And you're going, well, I do finally have the money to do some of these things I want to do. And I don't know what I want to do now. I've, I've been focused so long on building the business so that one day I can have the money to do all these things. And now I'm there, but I never identified what all these things are, which by the way, makes your business have a never end, like there's no cap on what you need in your business. This is why some of the people who are out there and they're making millions of dollars a month are still miserable and you go, wait a second, how in the world could you be making millions of dollars a month and you're still miserable? It's because you have no clue what the millions of dollars a month is even for, right? Right. Making money to make money.
1: Yeah, yeah just more just acquire money you know and there's
2: nothing wrong with some at some point for for many entrepreneurs it becomes a game and that, that's what really gets really fun um but it becomes a game to not only live your vision but also to expand so that you can help other people live their vision too which is why i love what you guys are doing now you're trying to share this information so other people can have a great life too not just hoarding it all for yourself fun yeah time. very few people people do this man it's not easy to do by the We'll we'll talk. uh, I think we're going to do a second video here where I'll show you guys exactly what to do to pull some of this stuff out of you. And it's not easy. Um, A lot of times it requires having help from somebody else or uh, at least going through some of the processes that I'll go over here a little bit.
1: Yeah, Sean, do you mind uh, giving us a quick overview of what we are going to do in the next episode? Yeah, so guys, this is
0: really cool. We've convinced Sean to come and do two episodes with us and um, and the second whole episode is going to be like nitty- getting
1: down to mean
0: uh, get get the paper out and and turn the phone off, and let's get busy with this deal. So uh yeah, Sean, give us a
2: overview. Big- Well, so it's, you know, everybody here, when I would go speak in front of a room and I would say, okay, it's a bunch of entrepreneurs or business owners or business owner wannabes in the room, right? I'd say, how many of you all have ever done a business plan before? And like every hand in the room would go up for the most part. I said, okay, how many of you have ever sat down and written down every aspect of what you want your life to be about and you have it in writing? And out of a room of, let's say, 100 people, maybe five people would raise their hand. And I would say, how many of you have looked at it in the last five years? (laughs) And like three of those hands would go down instantly. And I would say, how many of you have it in writing and it's on your person right now? All hands would go away. And so what you got to do is you got to get some of this stuff out of your head. and You got to get it in writing. And the reason why is because I've seen too many people's visions change with their mood. You know, it's like one day they're in a great mood. They're like, oh, I conquer the world. I want to do this and this. And the next day, they don't view any of that as possible, so they start, you know, mentally scratching things off uh, out of their head, or you know, they they want all of these things, but they get in an environment where those things aren't uh, as easily accessible, and so they don't view them as possible or as important. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. Uh, so I play guitar, and I, I um, have played in bands for years, right? Just for fun. I know I'm not going to be a rock star. I have no <laughs> crazy desire. I don't even want to be a rock star, to be honest with you. But I love to get together with my band guys. And we get together and we sing and we play music and we have a play. We do a show every now and then. It's a lot of fun.
1: That's awesome.
2: When I hang out with my band friends, because I hang out with them, all of a sudden, I want to become a better musician, right? I want to play more often. Um, That becomes part of my environment. And because it's part of my environment, I want to exceed more in that environment, okay? Yep. When I'm around my business owner friends, guess what I want to do? I want to focus more on my business, right? When I'm around my church friends, I want to have a better relationship with Christ, right? When, and that comes naturally, but I am, I am a product of my environment. And yep. so since my environment isn't the same thing every minute of every single day, I need to make sure that I'm not overly influenced by my environment, which means i got to have this stuff in writing. So when we, when we say you start going through this vision process, whether it's personal or business, you got to get it out of your head and you got to get it in writing. So in the next video, I'll show you very specifically how to do this. There's a little process that I'll take you through that, uh, that actually is also how Disney runs their organization. It's, really? Yeah, it's super cool. It's one of the neatest things I've ever uh, found a few years ago. And when I started teaching it this way, it makes it a whole lot easier to get it out of your head and get it in writing.
0: Sean, um, I think the other thing too is that um, at least something that's really helped me is talk going back to that environment thing, right? It's it's being because um, we're all in these different environments. We all have them, right? We got our family environment. We got a church environment. We got you know where we got all of these different places that we go. We do focus when we're in each one of those. Um, but I think it's really really critical that you share this vision with some with someone or a group of someones that you trust, so that they can call you on your complete and utter BS when it comes out of your mouth. And, um, you know, that's one of the main reasons that I'm in leadership boardroom with you is because I've got a group of people there who go, uh, you know, I, I come with my awesome ideas that whatever it is. That I'm awesome with, ideas. And, um, and then I get these hard questions and so does everybody else in the room. You know, we all get these hard questions about, well, how does that fit within your, within your vision, within your life vision? Does it fit? And you know what are you willing to give up because you, you know everything's going the way you want it to go right now. If you add something, you've got to have to subtract something because there's no there's no other way to do that, right? I should start by the way. Oh, they just keep adding,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, do you, do you find that the people that you um, that you see are far more successful when they have someone or some ones that they can uh, count on to to kind of keep them.
2: On track um, without a doubt so when I first started learning this process um, there's there's bits and pieces of it that I learned from everywhere but I, I did learn a lot from a, a partner that I had kind of Steve cook He taught me through some of this stuff and I came home after learning some of this process and I created my very first own little mastermind group right here in st. Louis where I live and basically it was six people that got together every single week and what we did is we shared some of this vision process. First of all, they didn't know anything about it. So I shared with them what I had learned, even though I didn't know how to explain it very well yet. I figured the more I explained it to them, maybe the more it'll solidify in my own head. So I explained it to them.
1: <laughs> That's we- how you learn, teaching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So I explained to them, we went through some of the process together as best that we could. We didn't know what we were doing yet, but we met every single week. Every Tuesday morning, we had breakfast for three years at 7 a.m. Wow. And, and every single Tuesday morning, we pulled out our visions and we added to it and we took away from it and they got more and more clear. Mine actually, to give me an idea, took me about five or six months before it became really clear to me what that was supposed to look like. And so when, when that happened, now what's really cool about having other people around there on the same journey is they can hold that up to you when you're about to do something that's going to take you in a different direction than what you said you wanted. So right. for example, one of the reasons, uh, you know, Ron mentioned Leadership Boardroom. I, I have uh, three high-level mastermind groups that I run now. They're limited to 15 people each and I put really high caliber people in there that are all going after the same thing. First of all, they're all leaders in some capacity so they want to have a great life not just for themselves but they want to impact others to have a great life also in business. Right. But also they, they constantly hold the mirror up to each other. So when Ron comes to one of our retreats for example and he says, hey, here's a new direction I'm thinking of going. The very first thing all of us do is we We match up. Does that new direction match up in alignment with what he said he wanted over here? And I'll tell you, for entrepreneurs that um, have the, the shiny object squirrel syndrome, you know, more often than not, the answer is no, it doesn't fit. More often than not, believe it or not.
1: Yeah, I believe it. This is
2: where you have people who start 15 businesses and none of them are doing really well, but they're all just doing okay, right? Um, This is where a person has a great idea and they pursue a new business idea because it's got a really big potential to make money, but it doesn't fit into any of their strengths or what they love to do or what they're really passionate about, but God knows it's going to make money, so I better pursue it, right? Um, But yes, so having other people to hold that up to you, it's almost impossible to see all of your own blind spots. So, the more you can have other people that you go and point this out to you, then they, the people that point it out to you, they go, hey, man, uh, you said you wanted this. Is this congruent with what you said you wanted the last time I saw you? And, you know, I mean, Ron, you've seen this where even, even you, and I've had the same experience, where we sit down and we go, <laughs> no. <laughs> and you no. feel stupid because you <laughs> were so <laughs> obvious that this doesn't <laughs> when yeah. I was getting ready to pursue
0: it. The thing is, Sean, yeah. it's not that the it's not that the business idea was flawed. It's not that the business idea wouldn't make money. It's not that the person who's bringing it couldn't make it successful. All of those things could be accurate. It's just that it doesn't fit in what their what they said their vision was, um, and and I mean that's a big deal. But if you don't have that anchor. That's that's where your life goes completely chaotic because as entrepreneurs we are, we see opportunity everywhere. Angela, do we not see opportunity? Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah, you don't I mean you don't we probably don't even know the extent of each other's ideas. I mean, no, I have I have this notes in my in my phone with like 35 business ideas, just in case, you know, one of them, I feel like pursuing. <laughs> I just write them down as they come up with them, you know.
0: Ron's, so, Ron's idea parking lot is really big. I, I mean,
1: I'm sure. I used to keep track of it, but not anymore. So I don't know how out of control it is now.
0: <laughs> billion dollar
2: ideas in there. I'm
1: sure. <laughs> Every one of them. We all, all right. got them. Yeah, they're all good. Every one <laughs> Here's the
2: problem. Ron, you just said something that's really important that most people skip over especially entrepreneurs do this, right? They have, especially if you're a visionary, right? You have all these great ideas. And what most people do is they keep adding more and more ideas to their ideas. And the next thing you know, you have like, um, well, you know this. So there's one of my guys in our is a guy named Larry Goins. He's an actual speaker, oh, yeah. known guy, very well-received guy. He's just a brilliant dude. But he's got the same problem that a lot of entrepreneurs have. He has great ideas and he's also an action taker, which is great, but combine that without having a crystal clear vision and you now have 15 businesses that <laughs> of them are doing as well as you'd like. So, you know, Angela, you have all these lists of ideas. I love that you have those out of your head. And you're putting them in your phone and your notes, right? Yeah. What do you have to do. Ron brought this up a second ago, when I'm now looking at all those opportunities, I'm now filtering them not through how much money can they make, that is a good filter, but that's like number five or six down on the list. My first filter is, does this fit my vision? And when, most of the time when I look at that, the answer is no right off the bat, so I can just eliminate it, right? I can get it out of my head, I can say, okay, it's a great idea, but I'm not going to pursue it, it doesn't fit my vision, might fit somebody's, but it's not mine, so I'm not going to pursue it just for that. But if it does, oftentimes I say yes to many things. Yes, this does my, fit my vision and so does this and so does this and so does these nights and other things. Then I can start to prioritize. I can say which one of these fits my vision the most. And here's what you said, Ron, that's really important. If I add anything new into my life, now I have to take something else away. This mm-hmm. is what no one does. So if I say, okay, I'm going to add in this new thing, and nothing else has gone away now pretty soon. If I keep adding more and more and more things next thing you know, you're the guy who can only sleep three hours a night cause you've added too much and you unintentionally and unknowingly did take some things out of your vision, but you didn't mean to. And that thing was sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah. And,
0: and, and uh, you've seen some moron on the internet tell you that you should brag about the fact that you only got three hours of sleep. Yeah because that makes you a, a, a way more bad individual, right? You are the baddest of the bad, because you can survive on three hours of sleep, not see your family ever, and still have a magnificent life. Yes. Um, and it is such utter BS, uh, all of
2: It's just, just a pile of crap. So. <laughs> you gotta be careful, man, because it doesn't, that message is not as crystal clear as you just said it, it comes disguised as, you know, the guy standing in front of his Lamborghini with a, a beautiful home.
1: Yeah. It
2: may not even be his Lambo. But listen, I don't, I don't, that's not a bad thing. If you want to have a Lamborghini, and get a Lamborghini. I've had a lot of fun sports cars over the years. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of that at all. What I am suggesting to you is, when I'm getting ready to learn from someone today versus 15 years ago today, I'm going to learn what does their life look like? If I'm going to emulate all of their business strategies, do I want their life? And yeah. if I can't say, a, and not their Facebook life, not what looks like on social media, I'm talking about, do I want that person's life? If not, I might learn a few things about their business techniques and so on, but I'm not going to model their entire business. And yes. let the life vision that I want also this is where the surround your surroundings are really really important again where where is most people's surroundings today well most people's either with their immediate family second close to that for many people is social media
1: yeah social media
2: you're seeing the the tip of the iceberg there's so much underneath that water that you don't see and so if you're going to learn from people you need to look underneath the water and say, look, what does it really look like? If I would have known what Chris Kirshner's life really looked like underneath everything he was teaching me, I probably would have listened to about 5% of what he said.
1: Yeah. And that 5% would have still been really good,
2: but I wouldn't listen to all the other crap. It was nonsense. That's
1: so true. Right. Yep. All nice. right, cool. Yeah, so um, that was great. Thanks, Sean. I think uh, this is a good place to end this and everyone needs to come back and, and uh, listen to the next episode where you give us all the details on how to actually do this, all right? Me. Yeah, we're excited. So yeah, make sure you guys check out the next episode. Uh, Thanks so much, Sean. Um, You can, you know, if you guys want to go check out more about him. I know there's speakertrainingworkshop.com. Is there another? Yeah. Well, where else can they find you?
2: Uh, I mean, you can find me on Facebook just under Sean McCloskey or uh, my my leadership boardroom site is just leadershipboardroom.com. That's that's not a pitch for that. actually, I only have three groups of 15 people and they're all full right now. So I don't even have anything to.
1: to so if you want to get on the waiting list, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Now. And then maybe. Yeah, five. no, just check out the next episode. That's where we're going to learn a lot. Um, and once again, if you want to uh, subscribe to our podcast or give us feedback, um, visit uh, get real Check us out there or on iTunes, get real show. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Ron. Thank
0: This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.